This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we are talking about Coke flavors or Coca-Cola flavors or flavors of Coca-Cola. Or flavored Cokes. There we go. Okay. um, Okay. I mean, Coke is already syrupy, but it's about to get more syrupy. Oh, yeah. Just like. Just like us. Is this like a Valentine's Day episode or something? One would think so. That's when we because, get syrupy. Because we're getting syrupy, yeah. like just with, with love oozing out of our, our pores. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, it's not our Valentine's Day episode, but you know. No, but it's, I mean, it's like, don't you start, it's January 27th when this episode airs. Mm-hmm. Isn't that about when you start like really laying in your uh, <laughs> your Valentine's Day plans? I do mean laying in. Laying in. Uh, what What are your Valentine's Day plans this year? What, what kind of uh, laying in or? Well, I mean, obviously, I'm going to make those. Uh, Are I'm you going to have a lion? I'm going to have a lion, a classic lion. Um, <laughs> like, uh, that's that's like a big furry carnivore, right? Yeah, it is. Um, I'm like a big furry carnivore. You are. Well, I mean, I'm going to start, of course, by getting uh, a pack of Valentines for everyone in my class. Okay. Okay. Um, and I'm going to, but like for, for like the, uh, the person that I like, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to like take a little special care. Okay. With okay. her Valentine. Yeah. Okay. Are you going to give out any Valentine candy to the people in your class? Yeah. I think some of those like You pink... mean socioeconomic class, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, that's right. Okay. I am, I'm getting uh, Valentine's <laughs> for everyone in my socioeconomic class. Like everyone, everyone above or below can suck it. Uh, well, the people in their class. <laughs> We'll take care of them. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm going to get some of those uh, those foil wrapped, um, low quality uh, milk <laughs> chocolate hearts that ever nobody likes. Oh, good. Okay. Somebody likes them. I'm sorry. No, if you're if those those are the candy for you. Happy Valentine's Day. Okay. Uh, but this is not our Valentine's Day episode. No. It, we just pretended for a minute that it was. This is actually our Coke flavors episode, and it was suggested by a listener, wasn't it, Matthew? Yeah, that was uh, from listener Liang, who's a longtime listener. We appreciate the suggestion because we wanted to talk about this anyway. Way. Fantastic. Matthew, let's start on memory lane where I'm going to go first. Okay. 
The only Coke flavor that I, re- I mean, I remember, we're going to talk a little bit about the whole like new Coke versus classic okay. Coke thing that happened when you and I were kids. But mostly what I remember was when Cherry Coke came on Absolutely. the market. That was that was a pivotal moment. You were nine or 10. It would have been 1985. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, I don't know this off the top of my head. I did the research for this episode. Okay, well. Uh, so anyway, I remember when Cherry Coke came out. Cherry Coke was and continues to be the greatest Coke flavor that was ever made. I, I think, think so too, but what we're going to do some some Coke tasting today and what if we find out that we're wrong? I'm ready for that. Okay. I'm, I'm excited. Um, I'm, I'm excited to give up my illusions, but first I'm going to use them. But when you say give up your illusions, you're not going to start stop doing your magic act, right? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. God, anyway. I was scared for a second. Okay. There. But anyway, uh, yeah, my Coke flavor memory lane contains one thing, and that is cherry Coke. Okay, mine contains two things, maybe three. I don't remember. Like at some point, I think maybe wife of the show Lori introduced me to the idea of uh, squeezing some fresh lime juice in Coke. I think that counts as a Coke flavor. Yeah. Well, what do you think? I mean, it's not, there, there was it's Coke not, with lime, which I don't think they make anymore, at least in oh the U.S. Oh, God, get ready, Matthew, because oh I've got some news for you. Anyway, if that counts, that's really good. Have you heard the good news? Oh, boy. <laughs> magic, magic is real, and <laughs> yes. you are one of its greatest purveyors. Yes. Are you going to saw me in half before the end of this episode? I might. I okay. can't wait. I, I'm, I'm really excited You for know that. the mural in the D concourse of SeaTac that has the, the, the like weirdly lifelike uh, magician who's sawing someone in half and like pulling a rabbit out of a hat and... Do you know what I mean? I don't know what you mean. And like when you said deconcourse, all like <laughs> just like a bunch of really dumb, dirty jokes. Just God. Anyway, I'm sure that all of our like Seattle based listeners are totally me. nodding right now because when I think of magic, I just think of the weird mural in the deconcourse. I don't think I have a concept of like which concourse is which, except for like the the S satellite that you have to like take the little. There's train also to get N. To. I know there's N all, yeah, is also. A satellite. Okay. Yeah. So, other than that, I definitely remember Cherry Coke. That was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to um, the, I think, no longer in existence, Farrell's Ice Cream Parlor in Portland and ordering a chocolate Coke. <gasps> which was uh, just regular Coke with some Hershey syrup stirred into it. That is real good. Really? Yes. It doesn't seem like it would be, right? But I've it is. I never thought of that. Wow. Okay. I'm pretty excited about trying that, but we're not going to try it today, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, we, we could, except I have, so in the fridge, I have a couple of like literally two Coke flavors. Neither of them is regular classic Coke, so I don't think we want to stir chocolate into cherry Coke, but no, we could. No, we don't want to okay. do that. No. Well, so I want to give a little clarification before we go any further in the episode. And it is that... Is that you're not really a magician? I'm not really a magician. Nor am I the person who... uh, Do you think of yourself as more of a sorceress? I've been thinking of myself more as a mage. Oh, I like that. Did I pronounce that right? (laughs) It's it's, it's pronounced mage. Or mage. (laughs) It's pronounced mage. (laughs) Anyway, uh, no. (laughs) Okay, we are. Here's the clarification, everybody, in case you were wondering where, which part of this was the clarification. So, 
We rank- <laughs> you just clarified which part is the clarification. <laughs> okay. Uh, we are not going to be going into like all varieties of Coke today. Like we recognize that Diet Coke tastes different from Coke Classic. Yeah, this is not the Coke variety. Probably episode. tastes different from like caffeine free Coke. We're not going to be, we're not going to, I don't think we're even going to go down the Coke Zero sugar line. No. We're talking today about like Coke with other flavors going on with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I just wanted to say like as a baseline, if we were cheese plating, yes. I consider Coca-Cola Classic to be like the baseline Coke flavor. I think probably everyone does. I mean, I know like some for some people like Diet Coke is their standard Coke, but even then they would probably say that yeah. like if you were doing a tasting Coke Classic is the basic flavor. There are probably some like weird new Coke partisans out there who have like stockpiled, right? Uh, yeah, but those are really old. Cokes those would be some now. really old stockpiles. Um, yeah. The other thing is, we're not getting into Pepsi here. I mean, all you yeah. Pepsi partisans, maybe this just isn't the show for you. Uh, I mean, I do, I do like. The, I find the name Wild Cherry Pepsi appealing because, like, it's wild. Mm. Oh, but yeah. I, do they yeah. have like girls gone wild Pepsi? They yeah they they or like do. wild it animal just, Pepsi. It just, like like uh, you know, someone like dips their breast into into the drink. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know what you'll be doing You started I I know, I totally did. (laughs) Anyway, okay, so Matthew, as I was, so it it was my job to research this episode, and I kind of didn't know where to go at the beginning, because if you Google Coke flavors, which is what I did the first time, you just wind up in all kinds of random places. Like, for instance, a website called Quirky Travel Guy, which is run by someone named Scott Shetler, who happens to be in Seattle. Okay. And and this website, Quirky Travel Guy, has a post called, I tried six... 60 weird Coca-Cola flavors from around the world at the Coke Museum in Atlanta. That sounds promising. And I thought, ooh, this sounds great. I'm going to read this blog post and learn a lot about Coke flavors. And like, maybe I'll even do a Coke flavor quiz for Matthew. Maybe you'll go to Atlanta on your research mission. Maybe. So apparently in Atlanta, there's this place called the World of Coca-Cola, a.k.a. the Coke Museum. And at said museum, they have like a section called Taste It. Exclamation All right. that point. sounds like the main reason you would go there, yeah. And and what they say, I even looked at the website for World of Coca-Cola, is that you can try 60 different Coke flavors from around the world at this like self-serve like beverage buffet. All right. Okay? But what they really mean, it turns out, I learned this after reading this entire very long post at Quirky Travel Guy. What they mean is they offer 60 different sodas made by the Coca-Cola brand. That is not the same this thing at not, all. No, this is not the same thing. So I, I actually learned nothing about coke flavors there and i'm not sure why i included it in the agenda maybe maybe just like to pad out pad it out so it like (laughs) makes it to a full episode yeah yeah okay okay but then i had better luck on a website called lovefood.com oh that's perfect for our valentine's day episode it is which this still is this is not yeah uh oh i have a typo here an article from 2019 lists a ton of coke flavors Mm -hmm. okay and this is where i learned that the cherry coke flavor was launched in 1985 and at the height of its popularity it was available in 36 countries. Huh. Uh, it's still very popular. I don't know how many countries it's available in. I think I might have guessed more countries, actually. How many countries are there in the world? Uh, like it's like a little this, less right? than 200 or maybe around 200. You would think that there yeah. would be Cherry Coke available in like a little less than 200 countries. Yeah, then. I imagine there's like if, if it's uh, like because probably regular Coke is available in way more than 36 countries. And if Cherry Coke is not available in many of those countries, there's probably smuggling. Probably. Yeah. I mean, that's how we've been funding this show. 
show for years. Is through our smuggling operation. Our, our cherry yeah. coke smuggling our, yeah, operation. Specifically. Yeah. I've been funding it through arbitrage. I've, I consider myself kind of a maj of arbitrage. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that. <laughs> okay. okay. So then there's this thing called New Coke, okay? This launched in 1985, and it was like a reformulation of the original Coke flavor, and it was wildly unpopular. Yeah, I remember this well. I was I was of age, meaning 10 at this time. The main thing I remember about the, the New Coke fiasco was a Pepsi, like Pepsi, of course, like jumped on this and made a bunch of commercials capitalizing on how no one liked New Coke and like why would they change their formula. And I remember there, there was one with this woman who just seemed so sad like you know (laughs) i've been drinking coke all my life but then they changed so today i'm trying my first pepsi and then and then she like drinks the pepsi and is like yeah that's fine okay Uh, i think she's more enthusiastic than that but like (laughs) she just seems like so like beaten down like like just has been abandoned by the world because like her favorite soda slightly changed its flavor this is what brand loyalty looks (laughs) like i understand we could all aspire to this level of brand loyalty i mean if we wanted to which which brand would you say you're (laughs) as loyal to as this person and and old coke I'm not sure. Water. Yeah. Well, okay. Just, just... <laughs> Seattle Public Utilities. Water. Yeah. it's That's good stuff. It is. It's tasty yeah. water. Okay. I'm into it. All right. Okay. Anyway, so New Coke was scrapped, but then like, didn't it? I didn't include this on the agenda, but didn't it kind of make a little appearance in Stranger Things again? Yeah. And like, I think it's, I think it's like occasionally not, I, I don't know like when, but like that it occasionally like popped back up as like, you know, remember when we, when we pulled this shit? Yeah. We're back. Uh, okay. Well, so then there's vanilla. So vanilla is is a, another very uh, popular and enduring flavor like Cherry Coke. It was launched in 2002. It was discontinued in 2005. But to make I saw way for black like cherry vanilla week. Coke. Yeah, it was brought back in 2013 and it is still on the market. I was going to get some, but I can only find it in like large quantities. And so I'm hoping we'll be able to taste it today. I think we will. I don't think I'm going to like it. I don't know if I've had it before. It seems like it's just going to be very sweet. Well, here's I, here's I, what I'm thinking. Like, we, we should talk about what a, what cola flavor is. Okay. I almost went down this rabbit hole, but then I didn't. Because well, it's just many briefly, things. Just briefly. Okay. Well, it's, it's a mix of different citrus oils, yep. cinnamon, and vanilla. So they just turn up the vanilla? So I'm thinking that, that vanilla Coke is going to taste like unbalanced Coke. Like when you get like a store brand cola and you're like, yeah, you know, this just kind of tastes like cinnamony. What do you think contributes to when I think of Coke, I think of a caramelly flavor. Is that just my brain thinking about caramel color? I think it is. I don't think there's really anything brown flavored in Coke. I you, think you know how the the cookie of an Oreo is really brown flavored. Yeah, I do. I wonder if if <laughs> I, I wonder where we're going with this. If I could erase my memory. And in just a moment, if I could drink Coke with my eyes closed and not remember having ever had it before, if I would say this tastes brown, you don't think I would? Oh, mm, that's a good question. I mean, f- first of all, like you, you're often you often erase people's memories during the hypnosis portion of your famous magic act. Yes. Um. So you should just like try and like do that on yourself. Okay. I don't know. That's a good question. Like, I mean, you know, Coke has been brown my whole life. <laughs> Except for except for Crystal Pepsi, which is which not is not Coke. Coke. But I know I know like there's a there's a real contingent of people who who can't forget Crystal Pepsi. I don't think you would. Okay, so so the 
what you're what you're uh, the scenario you're outlining here is like you've never tasted a cola beverage. I can't believe how long you're making this go on. And you, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so so you're saying everyone really like understands the scenario here. Yeah. No, I don't think you would guess it was brown. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to gloss over Coke Zero and Coke Zero Sugar. Yeah. It's- yeah who cares? Then there's Coca-Cola Black, which I would like mm. everyone to know does not have a C in the black portion of right? it. Right. I vaguely remember this. So this was an attempt at a Coke and coffee fusion drink. It came out like in 2006. It died shortly thereafter. But now there's something that's been more successful called Coca-Cola Coffee. Would you like to try it right now? (gasps) Can we take a bathroom break first? Sure. Okay, great. Yeah, let's do it. Wow. Okay. So, okay. What is okay? This is Coca-Cola okay. So this is Coca-Cola coffee, coffee zero Ew, sugar. Zero I think, sugar is it? I think all it's with all zero sugar? sugar. So this is this is like an energy drink competitor. I and guess is it supposed to taste like Coke and coffee? I don't know because that actually sounds quite good to me. Well, let's find out. Cheers, Matthew. Bottoms up. Cheers. That's pretty good. I like that. It's, it's like oh, I get the coffee aftertaste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I mean it's but like it's, it's not coffee. It's like a fake sweet coffee flavor yeah it's like coffee syrup it tastes kind of like that uh, like rhode island coffee syrup i don't know what that is i feel like it's a thing they use for making milkshakes in rhode island and 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 like flavored milk i'm curious to compare this to like i wish we had a coca-cola classic because i would love to compare them because since this is my first coke beverage of the day Mm -hmm. but far (laughs) from your last (laughs) i'm having trouble like i needed a baseline but this is kind of nice. I don't know. It's got this like a NutraSweet aftertaste or aspartame. Oh, yeah, for sure. Or and stevia or something. Like, this is the point of the show at which we should, which I should say, like the terrible thing, which is that I feel like for me, the perfect so- serving size of soda is like four ounces. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so you're I'm, super, the, I'm super fun. Invite me to all your parties. You're also the person who I remember when we did the Apple episode literally a decade ago. <laughs> You claimed that you were full after like four <laughs> apple slices. I think even recently we were discussing this and you were like, oh, apples are really filling. <laughs> well, yeah, we got a bunch of apples in the fridge because of our CSA and some of them are big apples. And like if I eat a big apple, that's that's like feels like lunch. I think I eat like a gigantic <laughs> do you wanna, apple do you every get afternoon. A new, a new co-host? I think I do. I okay. Need a, okay. No, but I would miss you. Let's go on. All right. Okay. Some sort of Falstaffian figure. Okay. So uh, then there's this thing called Diet Coke Light Sango. I like the name. So it's based on it, it's a blood orange flavored oh, drink. Oh wow! Is, so it uses the like the French word for blood, or would it be Latin? I have no idea. Oh, oh, like like song. Right. Yeah, S S A N G. Does does Dev Hines appear in the commercial? <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's only available outside the U.S. And one place where I found info about it said that it was only in France. I don't know. Okay, can we can we go check it out? Uh, sure. All Next right. corporate retreat. Yeah. Uh, okay. Then there's Coke Raspberry, which I'm hoping we're going to be able to taste later today. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to be in the machine or not, but I've never heard of it, and I like the idea. So it was launched in New Zealand in. 2006, apparently it's super popular. And I wonder if any of our New Zealand listeners can confirm this. Also in New Zealand, as well as Australia, is Coke Ginger, which is Coke Mm. with ginger extract. But hold on. I want to talk about Coke Lime. Okay. 
Okay. So this was at one time available in the US and I think only in Romania. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm unclear on this. It was very hard to get consistent information about Coke flavors. All this to say, regular Coke lime no longer exists, but apparently Diet Coke lime oh, okay. still exists in the machine that we are going to visit. Okay. Everybody today. knows what this machine is that you're teasing. Okay. Okay. Now, I would like to share with you what I think is the worst Coke concept I've never heard ever. of this, and I'm very excited. Coca-Cola Plus launched in 2017 exclusively in Japan. Now, this was Coke plus five grams of added dietary fiber. <laughs> sounds so wrong. A.K.A. dextrin, which was said to give it a thicker texture. I That's what's been missing from Coke all these years. That's why I only want to drink four ounces of it is that it, it isn't viscous enough. I want, and, it, I want it to be like motor oil. And it was said to reduce fat absorption from food. I, I thought you might know about this from your travels in Japan. Okay, I didn't know about that, but it jogged a memory which of a Coke product in Japan, which is not a Coke flavor. There's a lot of exclusive to Japan Coke products. I have a couple times had a, I don't know if they're doing it right now, but like I've seen it in vending machines a few times and, and had it a couple times in Japan, an extra carbonated Coke with like five times the regular amount of carbonation. <laughs> Did it make you burp like on like contact? Like crazy. Yeah, like before it even gets in your mouth. It's it's pretty good. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Is it like the amount, you know how like different sparkling waters have different levels of carbonation? Like, or at least Perrier like has a ton, whereas San Pellegrino yeah. is like kind of only lightly carbonated. Yeah, I thought you were going to start talking about different champagnes, but yeah. No, 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 no. I said sparkling water, right? Not sparkling wine. No, you said sparkling water, but oh, I didn't know okay. when you said sparkling. I didn't well, know. I drink champagne next. like water. So I what I meant by sparkling water I was I know you have champagne. a lot of brand loyalty to <laughs> Veuve Clicquot. Oh, God. <laughs> Can you imagine? Okay. Uh, anyway. Okay. Now, I do want to say that I think my personal favorite Coke flavor, and I am considering this a flavor, is Mexican Coca-Cola. That's Do you consider a that a flavor? No, really? No, because like we we talk like a flavor has oh, to be like fine. an added syrup or apparently dextrin. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know, like like uh, I said, you could like squeeze your own lime in it, but still, that's like adding a flavor. Like fine. I mean, I, I think Mexican but Coke is good. Mexican I'm not Coke arguing adds with that. The flavor of cane sugar instead of high fructose corn syrup. It's not a Coke flavor. Fine. Okay. <laughs> Lastly, there was something called Coca-Cola Apple, which launched in Japan in 2019. And apparently it's been successful. And at least when it, when okay. it was launched, there were plans to bring it to the States. But we, that, I that mean, we were happened. in Japan in 2020 and we didn't try it. Um, we just didn't know, I guess. I guess we didn't know. Who knows what's really going on, uh, given that I couldn't find an update on Coke Apple. But okay, if anyone out there knows what's going on with Coke Apple, please get in touch. Contact at SpilledMilkPodcast.com. <laughs> so, uh, if you look at the U.S. Coca-Cola website, you will see the current Coke flavors that they sell broadly across the U.S. are cherry, cherry vanilla, orange vanilla. Did not see that. And vanilla. Okay. Uh, so that's all that's out there these days, unless you do what we're going to do, which is visit the Coca-Cola freestyle magician in a box. It's Yeah, it is a magician in a box, just like how you're going to put me in a box and then saw the box in half <laughs> before the end of this episode. Mm -hmm. 
in in a futile attempt to to like make a backup co-host <laughs> because you've heard that I can like regenerate yeah. like a worm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if worms can really do that. Okay, occasionally I text with my colleagues, Matthew and Abby, mm-hmm. and they both seemed to know about this thing called Coca-Cola Freestyle and and they weren't telling me what it was, but then I did the research for this episode and I found out what it is. Yeah, I was hoping to just like take you there like possibly blindfolded and then rip off the blindfold and say meet your new magician friend okay (laughs) but this is fine Uh, too okay so let me tell everybody what this is because after i researched it i discovered that i have actually encountered one of these magician machines before but i didn't know what it was capable of okay (laughs) i thought that it was just an annoying soda dispenser are you still talking about soda dispenser or is this like when you first met me (laughs) (laughs) well it's hard to tell the difference sometimes okay so this is from wikipedia the coca-cola freestyle capitalize the freestyle is a touch screen as opposed to most product names that are all lowercase wait do you think that most people know that this thing is called freestyle because ash Uh, had encountered it too and had no idea that this was a special thing i don't know i think probably many people just think of it as like the special coke machine okay Okay. Well, so I venture to guess that a lot of our listeners will have seen this before, but did not know that it was called Coca-Cola Freestyle. Yeah, that's fair. And what it is, is a touchscreen soda fountain that was introduced by the Coke company in 2009. You know, it basically, it's like the size of a vending machine, right? But it's a soda fountain. I think it comes in a couple different formats. Like, okay. I, think, I think like if you if you like need the, there's a space saving one that you can order, like depending on the size of your establishment. And then there's a bigger like freestanding one. OK, well, we're about to go deep on this here. Yeah. So this what this machine does, it basically has the capability to produce one hundred and sixty five different Coca-Cola drink products. That's more than you can taste at World of Coke. It is. It is. So what it does is it allows you to select from mixtures of flavors of Coca-Cola branded products, which are then individual individually dispensed. Apparently, Pepsi launched a competing similar machine called the Pepsi Spire. I've heard about this, but I don't think I've run into one. Anyway, but so basically, and and Matthew and I are about to take a field trip to use one. Yeah, I'm so nervous that we're going to get there and like it's going to be closed or the machine will be out of order or something. Whatever. Okay. Okay. So basically what what you do is you choose a base product of which there are many, you know, like a basic Coca-Cola product. Yes. And then you can add flavoring. And I want to talk a little bit about the design in the machine because yeah. uh, it, it's mildly interesting. All right. So this is from Wikipedia. The cabinetry was designed by the Italian automotive design firm Pininfarina. I like that. I didn't know that. It is, uh, it is a pretty striking design, I think. Technologies involved include micro dispensing technology and proprietary pure pour technology. Both technologies were originally developed to deliver precise doses of drugs. Pretty ironic if you think about it. Uh, okay. Microdosing blends one or more concentrated ingredients in like packets okay. with water and sweetener, like right inside the machine. And so you you don't have to oh, have okay. like this big old like five gallon box of syrup that you would conventionally, I suppose, have in a soda fountain machine. 
these are smaller, like one liter packets of concentrated ingredients. That you could, in in principle, break into the machine and just drink one liter of syrup. Yes, yes. But it also sounds like when it says add sweetener, that like maybe they don't have to have like diet and regular separate syrups that maybe like it can add the aspartame or... We're going to have to figure this out because my understanding was that the base product would be either like Coca-Cola or Diet Coke or whatever to which you could add flavor. That makes sense. Anyway, so the cartridges inside the machine store these like concentrated ingredients and they're RFID enabled. Oh, nice. So the machine uses RFID chips to like kind of monitor its supply level and to radio resupplying needs to other units. Basically, these are going to take over the world. Oh, wait. And, and they transmit <laughs> supply and demand data to both Coca-Cola and the owner of the machine. But why does it radio needs to other units? I think so that they can, Are, like, take over the world. Okay, that's the only reason I can think of also, because, like, another Coke machine isn't going to, like, come over and, like, lend you some Sprite syrup. Is yes, it? it will. Okay. Anyway. Uh, what? Th- Who's that at the door? If you go to the Wikipedia page for Coca-Cola Freestyle, which we'll link to in the show notes, it has a chart of possible flavor combinations that is absolutely going to make I your looked, eyeballs fall I looked fall at this out. chart, and it was wild. It I, was wild. Wild cherry. I tried to find a way to print it. And, <laughs> and your printer started smoking. Yeah, it was really intense. Anyway, so this is the point in the show when we are going to walk down the hill to find a Coca-Cola freestyle machine. Yeah, I have one question before we go, which is about the pure pour technology. And uh, <laughs> this is like, it sounds like I'm going to make a joke about the name, but really like I assume, and I'm wondering if this technology is like to prevent the mixing of different syrups like in the tubes because i imagine this would be a real design problem yeah so it seems like i mean here we are we're gonna make guesses without any real knowledge but it seems like you know you've got this microdosing technology that enables you to spit out like small amounts of whatever you need to make this beverage but mm-hmm. then maybe the we're pure, gonna spit out a lot of small maybe amounts. the pure pour somehow cleans them it seems or? like it must because everything comes out the same spout and yet like you can like dispense two totally different flavor combinations in a row without cross-contamination i think do you ever feel like so when you go to a traditional soda fountain yeah. um if you ever get like wa- with a with a soda jerk behind the counter no i mean like the kind that yeah. has like a little like levers that you push uh-huh. on under the the specifically labeled nozzles yeah uh you know how one of them sometimes like minute made lemon or whatever yeah. has water that you have to pull down with your finger yeah, yeah. you can push the water thing i always dispense a little bit of water before i put my cup yeah, under me it too. do you think that they don't use pure pour technology i don't know i don't think so i think pure pour is is only for the freestyle okay so one thing that I'm understanding about the freestyle is that because it's mixing your drink in there, basically, mm-hmm. it's like a bartender in a box. Someone's probably like working on a cocktail version of this, right? Maybe. But this seems like a like a 1950s fantasy of like what they thought kitchen appliances would do. Yeah. Like that people thought that you could like, you know, th- there were these like illustrations of the future of kitchen appliances where you could just push a button and get like beef stew or something. Yeah, I think probably in the in the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> and now, now we have those those Amazon <laughs> refill buttons, but that I have one. I only have one. It's for beef stew. Um, I think that that the uh, in the fifties, the big fantasy was having like a section of the front of your fridge that could dispense uh, water and ice and would always be broken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, right. we, our fridge died a few years ago and it was the fridge that our house had come with. It was like a two thirds size refrigerator. <laughs> Perfect size for a family. <laughs> anyway, it lasted for it lasted for nearly a decade mm-hmm. of, of home ownership for me. And we bought a new one and like we were like, we are not for one thing, we were not gonna get one with like an ice maker and whatever because it's across the room from the water hookup. Okay. And we were in no way going to shell out yeah. to change the plumbing of our kitchen. All this to say, I don't miss having a water and ice dispenser. Oh, your dispenser. old one did I have d- one of those? No, okay. no, but when I was a no, kid, when I, I was care. a kid, my parents had a fridge with one, and I just don't understand why we need our refrigerators to dispense water. For one thing, like my mother's refrigerator dispenses water, and literally you have to like hold open the door with your shoulder, press your glass up to the thing and push a button at the same time. Wait, the dispenser so is inside the fridge? It's a I'm water think- it's just a water dispenser okay. inside the fridge. And I'm like, "You know what? Uh, no." Yeah, okay, this I'm with you. This is too difficult. Let's go find the freestyle machine, and we'll be back with a full report. Okay. Wait, I'm not done with what I was going to say. Oh, please. So I get the feeling <laughs> that, like, let's say you choose <laughs> let's say you choose a 12-ounce Diet Coke lime. I think that you, you can't not choose the size. So it's not like we can get, like, a little shot glass amount of Diet Coke lime to taste, Matthew. I think we can. No, I think it's going to dis- – I think oh, that it's wow. going to mix. This, inside the machine. This so you is going to only... be a whole other like what is a fountain soda dispute because I think you could dispense the sm- like a tiny little amount and then switch to something else. You think? I think. I d- I don't think so. Let's go find out. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott. Whether you're traveling for work, need a place to stay while your home is being remodeled, or maybe you're just enjoying a relaxing week away, well, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Yeah, so they've got a full kitchen. Uh, They've got, you can borrow appliances, like if you want a blender or a slow cooker while you're traveling, you can borrow it, no charge. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, so like you could invite your friends or your coworkers over for like a post-meeting drink. You can bring your pet Totally allowed. Oh, I love this. Oh, I see. They even have special pet items you can use. And they have the built-in alpha closet system. Nothing makes me happier (laughs) when I am traveling and I have like a place to put away my clothes. Mm -hmm. Molly has seen what happens when I don't have a place to put away my clothes. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody, nobody. Yeah, so like a whole closet system where I can really like unpack for reals. I am down. Well, this is made for you then. And this is Town Place Suites by Marriott. Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We are back. We are back. We just walked to the uh, Pagliacci Pizza on, were we on Pike, Pike? Street. And uh, we had our way. If you're there now, you just missed us. We had our way with the Coca-Cola freestyle machine. So first, I think we need to talk about who was right about whether you can dispense less than one (laughs) cup of soda. Matthew was right. 
Matthew was right. <laughs> the way that I was understanding it would have been so. It would have been so like restraining. Yeah. Americans would have never stood for I, it. I definitely have used a soda machine like that where you have to like maybe at Seven Eleven or something we where have you have to, to press the the cup size. I yeah. mean, size of cup, cup size. I feel like yeah, <laughs> like like thirty four B. There were yeah, there are a lot of different buttons. It was yeah. like it was like the uh, third love website. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, that was fun. Tasting notes. We didn't actually take any, but Matthew liked the Coca Cola orange vanilla. Yeah, I kind of did. It was like it was it was creamsicle. I thought it tasted like orange powder. Like you know, okay, I, I've I've been thinking about it. You know, like Alka Seltzer tablet, mm-hmm. not Alka Seltzer tablets, Tums tablets. Yes. That like uh, f- orange flavored one, the chalkiness of it. That there was a chalky taste to the coca-cola orange vanilla this just occurred to me and maybe this is like an old bit but like are tums and necco wafers the same product in two different packages <laughs> that was a funny one matthew good one so i drank a lot of coke of different flavors i was not really a fan of the lemon or lime because i thought the citrus flavor seemed kind of fake and out of balance i thought the lemon was a little weird like weird is the most accurate adjective yeah. i can come up like the most precise adjective i can come up with for it the lime i actually liked yeah i definitely like the lime better than the lemon but i wouldn't say i liked it the cherry vanilla i liked but i thought it just tasted like cherry coke you know i really in retrospect well i really messed it up because i did not cheese plate the tasting i i did not start with coca-cola classic and then work my way through things instead what i did was well you and i got a bunch of different ones and then at the end i got coca-cola classic and it literally tasted like water after tasting all the different ones that had flavor added to it. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. Do you think, you know how you told you told me that um, the machine can like send out messages to other machines and, and mm-hmm. like Coke, mm-hmm. the Coke company and the owner of the machine. Do you think while we were using it, it sent out an SOS? Like, <laughs> like there's some people really like messing with this machine. Yeah. It occurs to me that I'm experiencing this now as we taste cherry cola. Sort of like a void. Cherry Coke at your house. I feel like once you've had Coke with all the flavors added onto it, when you start taking flavors away, like if you had the cherry vanilla, then when you start just having cherry, you're like, "What? what's wrong with this? I, I just tasted this cherry and I still think it's really good, even though I just drank like too many different Coke flavors. I think it's really good too. Yeah. I'm probably going to finish this can. Good. Was the machine what you expected? Uh, I mean, I've used it before, so yes, but I, I love the Coke Freestyle machine. Like, even though, the thing I said while we were there is, even though most of the things that come out of it don't taste very good to me, I still love the machine. I was fascinated to sort of uh, sneakily watch other people use mm-hmm. it. Some people, like, clearly know their way around it, and they seem like professionals. I envied their, like, fluidity of, of movement with the Coke Freestyle machine. There was a guy who got... Diet Dr. Pepper cherry? And isn't Dr. Yeah. Pepper already cherry flavored? I think so. I feel like so, I feel like if I say anything about Dr. Pepper, like I'm gonna get it wrong and a Dr. Pepper freak is gonna come after me. Probably. Or you, possibly Dr. Pepper himself. Maybe. You just called them freaks. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, but this guy, like, he just knew exactly what to do. He was so like fast getting to the diet Dr. Pepper cherry button. Do you think he like put some stickers on his mirror at home and practice? I think he did. Rehearsed? I think he did. And then there was another guy who got high C, which mm. I've never had. He had high C fruit 
punch. Okay, that sounds good. That, I feel like that's that's a thing that I would have really enjoyed when I was like six. Is it what is high C would. like? I don't even remember. Is it an orange thing? I think it. I think the regular high C is an orange drink, like a like a uh, Sunny D. Or, oh, um, so it's an opaque, like an opaque orange drink. I think it's an opaque orange drink. Yeah, like <laughs> Sunny D concourse. But but like a, the fruit punch, I imagine being like Kool Aid Tropical Punch, which is very tasty. Yeah. Do you remember Hawaiian Punch? Yeah. Yeah. I loved that stuff when I was a kid. Yeah. We really we really grew up in a golden age of fruit punch. We did. Nothing like everything else was pretty bad, but for fruit punch, we really had it all. Mm-hmm. Didn't we almost have it all? Yeah. The nights we had until the morning. Uh, um, the ride with you was worth the fall. I don't think I could come up with any other lyrics. That's oh, all. God. Okay. Anyway. It's a good song, though. Uh, so what have we learned, Matthew? Oh, okay. What have we learned? Like, I think the main thing I learned is that Coke machines can talk to other Coke machines, and they're probably talking about us. Yeah. I think, well, that like, isn't what I was expecting you to say, but <laughs> I think you're right. I have learned that... I like Coke vanilla more than I thought I would. Yeah, I think I liked it more than I thought I would also, but I thought I wouldn't like it at all, and I thought it was okay. Okay. I have learned that cherry Coke is still good. Yeah. I've learned that I like cherry vanilla maybe more than I thought I would, and I learned that I never want to taste the orange vanilla again. Yeah, I was like still fine with the orange again. vanilla. I don't want the lemon ever again. Really? Yeah. They, wow. Yeah, it, it tasted, it, it was like a total lemon pledge to me. Oh, okay. I guess I, I love that that fragrance of dusting It smelled like urinal cakes. Oh, I haven't smelled many urinal cakes. Oh, you're missing out. Okay. Next week's episode, urinal cakes. (laughs) All right. So uh, shall we transition into our famous segments? Yes. Okay. How about spilled mail? This is from listener Wendy and others. We know that Matthew doesn't like mustard or mayo. Does he eat sandwiches? If so, what would he put on said sandwiches? Listener Wendy and others, I'm so glad you asked this question. And the answer is, nah, I guess I don't really eat sandwiches. This is so interesting. My spouse loves sandwiches. I feel like I sh- it would be more convenient if I did like sandwiches. And maybe just my life would be better overall because the sandwiches are readily available and are often the most convenient thing to eat. Yeah. But, like, I like hot sandwiches a lot. Well, what do you put on a hot sandwich? Oh, like, I mean, like a grilled cheese or like a meatball sandwich or or like some sort of toasted sub, like at a Quiznos. I love love going to a Quiznos. Uh, So these things manage to get around the condiment issue by having other things that act as like a sauce or a gluing element. Yeah, like a melted cheese or an oil and vinegar or uh, or a bar barbecue sauce or, a, or a, like tomato sauce. I'm fascinated by your love for barbecue sauce, even though you don't like ketchup. This is just one of the, those things like, you know, a, a lot of the big religions are pretty much the same, but people feel real, very strongly about their own personal one. I think like gar- that's you with ketchup and barbecue <laughs> sauce. I was calling it garbecue sauce. <laughs> that's no that's what the ketchup people call it don't give me that garbage sauce no i think most people like both of them just fine because most people are normal <laughs> okay okay oh why be normal when you can be matthew that's true that's what i always say uh it's my week to do now but wow I 
I've been waiting to do this one for quite a while. So at some point last year, I recommended Ross Gay's Book of Delights. I, I'm glad you said that because I knew I, I read the book and I couldn't remember the name and what uh, came to mind was Little Bites. <laughs> That's not what it's called. It's a really good book. Okay, so Ross Gay is uh, primarily known as a poet. I believe that the Book of Delights was his first book of prose. Anyway, what I'm recommending today is a book-length poem, which sounds like something Matthew would hate. Yeah, but... But, Go on. Okay. So this is called Be Holding. It came out uh, at the end of 2020, I believe. It is a book length poem. It's so cool, Matthew. It is built around this uh, like legendary, like two second long play that, that Dr. J, Julia mm-hmm. Serving, made in like the some sort of like. NBA Finals against the Lakers in 1980. Okay. okay? It was this amazing play he did where he was like airborne and then managed to like change direction and swoop his arm around. It was so cool. And it is like so famous. I'm sure everybody knows what I'm talking about. Or if you don't, you can look it up on YouTube. I'm going to go watch it after this. So basically, Beholding is shaped as like a a love song to, uh, to this awesome move by Dr. J. But Ross Gay uses it to allow him to meander around a lot of other ideas. I mean, like from really beautiful and sweet ideas of familial love to sections about the Middle Passage Mm -hmm. and the slave trade, passages about historical photography. Anyway, he does all of this and makes it take an entire like short book for him to fully describe this play that Dr. J makes because Uh, he goes to all these places in the course of this poem. It's so great. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to read this or I'm going to, at least I'm going to try. Okay. Uh, anyway, and that is be holding two words, be holding by Ross Gay. Uh, when I was a kid, I had a uh, computer game called um, Dr. J versus Larry Bird one-on-one. And it was yeah. a computer <laughs> basketball game and you could play as Dr. J or Larry Bird, or maybe you could like even hook up two joysticks and like play against your friend. But man, I played the shit out of that game. It was really fun. Oh my gosh. It's, I absolutely love <laughs> Love the way that Ross Gay pulled this off. It's so Ross Gay. If you've read the Book of Delights, you'll love this. Enjoy, everybody. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, what I'm saying is that that this old pixelated video game is probably like a like a poem in its own right. It absolutely is. All right. Our producer, uh, like the poet of podcast production, is Abby Circatella. Please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. And you can uh, chat with other spilled milk listeners on our subreddit. That is reddit.com/r/everythingspilledmilk. And Abby reminds us that uh, a while back, uh, I guess last. Last year, it feels like a really long time well, ago. Well, actually, by the time this episode comes out, it'll it will be, be two, two years, years ago. ago. So in 2020, we did a little uh, side project that uh, there are only six episodes of it and probably will only ever be six episodes, but it's called Dire Desires, and it's a uh, limited series show where the three of us, Molly, me, and producer Abby, watched classic erotic thrillers of the 80s, 90s, and maybe 2000s, and talked about the life lessons that we learned from them. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Well, thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. If you want to find us, we'll be in down in the D concourse, if you know what we mean. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I do too. Okay, I'll be right back. Okay. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.